Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Um, siblings, Sydney, I'm sorry, I gotta jump in. Oh. It's whoa. a very important it's a very important day. Taking control. Taking the uh, lead. She's grown up. Yes. The next time we record this podcast, Red Taylor's version will be in the world. Mm. All thirty songs. Taylor Swift is going on two night uh, talk shows the night it comes out, and she's performing on SNL the day after it comes out. And she was on Good Morning America this morning and announced that the ten minute version of All Too Well will have a short film accompanying it. It's been a big day. Um, that is a big day. And on top of that, you brought me a peppermint mocha this morning. I did. Uh, Starbucks has their holiday drinks. They have a new sugar cookie almond milk latte. That's Ooh. delicious. Yes, I do recommend. Um, and I believe it would be vegan because it doesn't have whipped cream or anything on it. And it's almond milk. Sounds vegan. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's been a big day. <laughs> wow. T- Taylor Swift announcements and the new Starbucks drinks. This is just like... <laughs> <laughs> Also, Charlie got vaccinated. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, yeah, that that too. But like Taylor Swift, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very glad Charlie got vaccinated. I'm very proud of her for not um, running away. Oh, she did. She did twice. Oh well, yeah, almost made it. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we set we got into the vaccine center, which is a converted CC's Pizza, of course, next to Best Buy near the Huntington Mall. <laughs> Vaguely Armageddon-ish, but all right, sure. In between a mattress store and the Best Buy, <laughs> and the the mattress the store, it, yeah, it used to it's a it used to be a Michaels, and before it was a Michaels, it was Children's Palace, which was the best toy store ever. Oh, yeah, man, I we didn't know that Castle. Michaels closed. That's a bummer. There's still a Michaels there. Oh, yeah. Is there another? There's a mattress store in between. In between oh, the big Michaels, okay, okay, and the Best Buy and the Vaccine Center. Um, we don't usually hit this strip. <laughs> I'm but. often at Michael's, <laughs> but w- but we had to because that's where the vaccine <laughs> is in the closed CC's pizza. Um, so we went there. <laughs> this is real. This is a real thing. Um, <laughs> this it feels this feels so West Virginia. I just feel yeah. like they would have had better results if they'd had it in an open CC's pizza. <laughs> I agree. Like free vaccine with your buffet, or maybe you get like a discount mm-hmm. on your buffet with the vaccine. I don't know. However you want to spin it. It's a it's they have a great setup. I mean, like you go in, it's super efficient. It's all nice and spread out. Um, it's easy. And we went there for our flu vaccines whenever a month ago or whatever and did all that all of us took like less than five minutes so easy and we went back because charlie could get her covid vaccine they like put the post up so we got her from school early and took her straight there she was not excited she knew when i went to pick her up too really yeah like i go in the door to sign the clipboard to sign her out and she's standing there and she looks up at me and goes why am i leaving early and like the lady, the secretary lady standing there with the clipboard. She kind of looks at her and looks at me like, are you about to tell this kid? Because <laughs> she knew. <laughs> and I'm like, let's um, talk about it in the car. Don't worry, but we're going to talk about it in the car. And Charlie goes, I know what this is. Oh, no. <laughs> goes storming over to the car without me. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to be OK. It's going to be good. No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> No, but we got there and she walked in and she was being so cool about it. She went over to the table and told him. 
Oh, I want wow. a COVID vaccine. Like mm-hmm. she was being very adult about it. We get her, we sit her down. The nurse is talking to her all is well. And she sits there and she's holding her little vaccine card. And she looks at Justin and says, can you hold this for me, daddy? And he goes, sure, no problem. And she hands it to him and goes, okay, and runs. <laughs> <laughs> like, what bolts. was her plan? Uh, just keep I, running. So I chase her. And it's a big room. Yeah. And it's I, a whole CC's pizza. It's a whole CC's pizza. <laughs> so I chase her the length of the CC's, of the closed CC's pizza. And she makes it one foot onto the sidewalk outside. Uh, like, that's how far she made yeah. it. And I, and I kind of hug her. And I'm going, honey, 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 please stop. Please stop. And she goes, I got one foot outside. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't like, I didn't drag her back. It was like, a, it was almost like a game of tag. Yeah. Once I got my arms around her, she stopped and walked back to the table. So I don't know. And then I said, was this a goof? <laughs> Were you joking? <laughs> she wanted she wanted the the full drama that she was yeah. allowed from this. You know, she wanted to go through the motions. Absolutely, that's what it felt like. Because it because like she she just gave up as soon as I caught her, and then she did it again. I sat her back down, and she went nope and ran for the door again. <laughs> but I was on to her by then. I caught her faster. But she, finally, she she said she'd do it if she could sit on my lap. So no. like I held her. I did the I did the parent hold the bear hug. Yeah, yeah, the bear hug, which is part comfort and part like I am ho- I am helping hold you still so you don't accidentally kick or punch. Yeah, <laughs> the person administering the vaccine, which happens. Yeah, having been the person administering the vaccine at times, it it does happen. <laughs> Cooper, uh, I was with Cooper when she found out Charlie got her shot, and she went, "Does that mean I have to?" And usually she's pretty cool about stuff. She, she really was very is. freaked out. And I said, no, 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 not yet. You're too little. And mom said, yeah, um, right now you'd have to have two more whole birthdays before you could. You have time. You're, you know, you're too little right now. It's because Charlie's older than you. And Cooper said, I have to have two more birthdays. <laughs> and mom said, yeah. She said, I have to grow up and get a COVID vaccine. <laughs> you know what? That's I think that's a valid fear right now. <laughs> We're like, oh, she, yeah. She looks at me all the time now. I don't know why this is in her head, but she'll go, I don't want to grow up. And I'm like, I, me neither. I mean, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. It, it was just, that. It was that, happens. It was a kind of freak out where she wasn't hysterical. She wasn't like screaming she was just sobbing like just crying like she was very genuinely sad at the thought of having to do this i had to hold her like it's you're not getting a shot she's too smart because i don't lie but i try to like say things in a way like we're gonna calm it there's no point in crying about this right now right Mm -hmm. like at some point it's gonna be available for her and she's gonna get it and i don't want to lie about that but also like we don't need to dwell on you know i mean i don't need to like here's the cruel reality kid yeah (laughs) you're getting a shot eventually and also you're gonna grow up (laughs) like we don't need to do that so but i don't lie and so i said honey there is no shot for you to get yet there's no shot yet yeah okay so you don't need a shot yet and I kept like throwing a yet in there. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and went, yet means I will get one. <laughs> She's said, right. Yeah, yes, that is what the yet is there for. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm very intentionally not lying to you. <laughs> the same energy is when you told her she could have one piece of candy from the Halloween bag and she grabbed the full size Hershey bar. And I let her get away with it because yeah, it's one. I, she followed the rules and she outsmarted me and she deserves a full Hershey bar for that, I think. 
I, I'm, I think this is going to be fun watching Sydney have to like raise children that are that are are possessed with her intellect. <laughs> you finally you 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 haven't met your match, Sydney. You made them. I I feel that way sometimes. I'm already starting to get like little inklings of that. I mean, right now, like they're seven and three, so I can still outsmart them pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty know. much most of the time. <laughs> Not all the time, but every once in a while they get me and I'm like, oh, man. And if they if they stop fighting and join forces. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're doomed. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's just scary how much Cooper listens. I think she's like watching something or like playing with her toys and I'll be talking to you or mom about something or whatever that uh, not like inappropriate, but just isn't necessarily like a conversation maybe Cooper should be involved in. And she'll stop and be like, what are you talking about? What did Mm -hmm. you just say? (laughs) What did you say about them? Mm -hmm. It's like you were, oh, you were listening. Oh, okay. You were pretending not to listen so that you could keep listening. (laughs) Just collecting information about all of us. Yep. That's what she's doing. (laughs) Cooper has she a woke book up. of secrets in her mind. She does. She does. I don't know. She woke up first thing this morning and like immediately started talking to me. I was like barely awake. She was like, Mommy, remember that thing we were watching and the guy was blooding? I was like, what are you? <laughs> what are we talking about? Why are we talking about blooding at 7 a.m.? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what time is better to talk about blooding than 7 a.m. So I don't know. Yeah. It was just on her mind. That's terrifying. Yeah, as soon as she woke up. <laughs> Maybe she had a dream in, involving blooding. <laughs> involving blooding. I would not be surprised. Uh, you know what didn't involve a lot of blooding? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking about Pitch Perfect this week because I think at some point in my adulthood, I repressed the memories of those movies because I like was ashamed of how how obsessed with these movies I was. Uh So I just tried to push it away. And then I'd forgotten how into them I was. And all at once it hit me. How have we not talked about this yet? Also, I still remember every word to this movie. It, you know, what's weird. You say that. And I said last time, I didn't think I'd ever seen it. Mm -hmm. But then when I started watching it, I was like, well, no, I have seen it. Of course, Justin kept saying, honey, you've seen this. Why don't you remember? Justin remembered all of us watching it. Yes, he remembered when we he he remembered the moment we watched yeah. it. Um, but um, you're right. I did the same thing. Yes, um, it is. Uh, it's from 2012. It started a series of movies, but we're we're going to talk about the first one because, in my opinion, I can't admit the sequels are not as good. Mm-hmm. I think that they do fine in terms of being a sequel and like trying to continue stories of like the characters you care about, but they don't necessarily do a great job of being good standalone movies. Um, but the but, first one, but it, that one does have Snoop Dogg. The one does have Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but uh, the first one came out in 2012. Classic, classic film about college acapella groups. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just one of those coming of age with acapella groups involved. In classic story. How disappointed were you when you got to college and found out that I? Well, we do have an acapella group, but it is not. Do we? We do. It's called Third Avenue. Um, <laughs> we do have an acapella group. Why is it called Third Avenue? I could not tell you. That's a street. We do that have one. Runs by the. That runs by the campus. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I am well, not I mean, in it. But the Fifth Avenue runs by the other side of campus. You got a point. And then there's How Green. And then there's Fourth Avenue in there. And then there's 20th Street down there. Yeah. 
Well, that's like the whole campus. Maybe they were hoping that there would eventually be rival groups on campus and they could each name themselves after one of the. (laughs) After his street. You're not out yet, Riley. You could do it. You could start the Hal Greer's. I have one more semester. There's also that Elm Street near campus. Why didn't anybody choose that? Probably because it's the scary movie, right? Yeah. Well, that was always where the big Halloween block party was. Well. Until eventually the cops caught on, and so the block party would last like 20 minutes, and then the cops would show up, and it was over. So then they moved it. (laughs) Um, I will say, my freshman year of college, I was dating someone who went to a school where acapella was a very big deal. And I witnessed many an impromptu acapella performance just in no. the middle of campus. Yes. No. Yes. Wait, ever at parties? Uh, no. Okay. I, I did not attend those kind of parties, but I do understand that that was not uncommon. What? Those kind to of parties? Bri- what? <laughs> like with the acapella groups. The acapella parties. I didn't know what kind of party might lead to acapella. The Aka parties. I need to know the energy of that uh, real quick. Because, like, one thing that um, if... Okay. I was in show choir in high school. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> the reason I, I admit to glee. this... I did glee. The reason I admit to this is that, like, outside of show choir, there was a lot of, like, oh, look at those nerds singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was sort of the what they assumed. But, like... If you were in show choir, what you knew is that also part of that culture is we all get naked backstage in front of each other. And so there was all this like, you know, weird, sexy stuff, too. Yeah. And I think that that same thing seemed to happen in band was the impression I got because that is also the impression I got close enough to the band kids that like I knew what they were up to. And like just like all high school kids like right everybody was sort of getting freaky mm-hmm. but they assumed we were mm-hmm. nerdy no what is the acapella culture well i'm just saying to, i don't know what you art students were up to making art jesus <laughs> <laughs> to the name this was the only were you the only group of high school students that wasn't secretly getting freaky it was just like we're making art and we're watching anime and we would like you to leave us alone please I mean, pretty much yeah <laughs> there were like um, there were some of them that might have like gotten high while they made art and that's about it <laughs> uh, we didn't do drugs we just had sex um, so the acapella environment <laughs> at least at this this university that I visited many a time um, it was very prestigious like it was very like a kind of a big deal even if like you weren't someone that sang or did that kind of thing, like if you knew, oh, this person got into this group, like it was like a thing. Well, because okay. there were many at the same school, so it's like Pitch Perfect, where like you had the, like the four competing groups all mm-hmm. all are at the same school. There were many at this school. Some were all female, some were all male. I think some did not have any sort of like limit like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> some were some were a genderless future, yeah. utopian mm. group. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but they got like those, the fancy, like super, super old original dorms on the campus that were like, like the big you get deal special ones. dorms if that's you're in the where, acapella group. That's where most of them lived. And that's where like they had their auditions and stuff was there, um, in the middle of campus. Uh, I don't want to, um, this is not my value system, uh-huh. but just because I understand how universities work. Does this place not have any sports teams? Oh, they have those too. And like. Big, big ones. Because you would think a place with like sports teams would not place such high value 
on their acapella groups. I mean, they had like a not national, my value system. They had like the a national championship works. winning basketball team, but, but oh, acapella. Okay, um, I guess. I, well, I, maybe if you got that much money, you got room for everybody. It's a rich school and it's, it's super old. <laughs> it, so is acapella a rich people thing? Is that is that does that go hand in hand with like it feels that way? Acapella. Doesn't it feel that? I don't know that it is, no but like, I don't know. Um, is it because I associate like uh, Andy from The Office? Uh, maybe you know what I mean. Well, there and, like, you go. He, he went to was, Cornell. That's, that's what that's I mean. The kind of school. Yeah, he was a rich white guy who went to Cornell, came from this rich family, and was part of the acapella group. And so, like in my head, that's that's an that yeah. acapella. It just feels like to me that if you go to a school that has the funds to support multiple acapella groups, like that that's a school with a lot of money well like if they have the money to put into big sports teams big academic programs you know and multiple acapella groups that's true because even though like i think it's great to put money into arts and music i also Mm -hmm. recognize that most schools do not right um (laughs) obviously barden university in pitch perfect has those funds they have four groups and they're not a real university no um (laughs) But in case you were confused, uh, in case you have not seen Pitch Perfect, it's about Anna Kendrick. <laughs> um, she goes to college. She doesn't want to go to college. She wants to go to New York and be a DJ is her dream. Um, well, she wants to be a music producer, but she loves to DJ. Right. Yes. Yeah. She wants to be a music producer. And she told her dad, I don't need to go to college. Let me just go to New York and start working. Mm-hmm. And her dad works at this university so she can go there for free. So he was like, no, you're going to go to college for free so you can get a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes and she's alternative. She's different. She wears dark eyeshadow and dark black eyeliner uh, and like a lot of, I don't know, dark clothes what? and has tattoos. I mean, but like also not really. Like if they were supposed to be yeah. styling her, because the way people respond to her, it's definitely like, oh, no, she's edgy. And she's just dressed like, I don't know, you went to like the gray rack at like American Eagle. <laughs> Yeah, it's also hard because I love, it's still I love the gray rack yeah, in any store. <laughs> it's still Anna Kendrick, though. So, like, I don't know how truly alternative Anna Kendrick can get. It, well, I mean, the whole time I, we were watching it, I was like, look, girls, Poppy. it's Poppy. <laughs> um, but uh, she ends up joining the Barden Bellas, which is the, the all-female acapella group at this university, and then falls in love with uh, what God? What's his name? Jesse? Boyface. Boy, boy, boyface boy guy. Boyface. Yes, I cannot remember his name. I don't know. Um, his real name is Skylar Aston. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. His character name. How do you remember his real name? Well, because he was a Broadway boy before mm. he was a movie boy. Broadway boyface. He was in Spring Awakening on Broadway oh. with Jonathan Groff. Um, but uh, falls in love with him, who is in the the rival all male troublemakers. Treble makers acapella group. Okay. Okay. I do love I do love and you made mention of this earlier, Riley, but um when they put Broadway people in movies Mm -hmm. and they and they bring that stage energy to Mm -hmm. a movie, God I love it. I'm growing up in the theater, every time I see it, I'm like, Oh, you bring that. Bring all that jazz to that stage right now. I love it. (laughs) Like it's so big (laughs) and it's beautiful and I'm here for it. I don't know how much movie stuff he had done before this or like TV stuff, but I do know he definitely, I think, 
got most of his start on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And you can tell in those stage numbers, like the performances they're doing, he is just fully giving everything he's got. Like that is, he is just in it. He yeah. is in it. Um, I, he also has a great voice. Yeah. He does. He does have a great yeah. voice. I mean, that's part of the benefit. But like, I think it's funny because you look at something like Mamma Mia, where you have a bunch of like primarily movie movie actors, actors mm-hmm. singing songs, which you can tell because like the, even if they sound really lovely, it's not Them. Broadway quality singing yeah. stuff. And like, it does have this sort of like natural feel to it, mm-hmm. whatever. But I can also appreciate just like the poised polished perfection of you know of a broadway performer being like i'm about to destroy this number (laughs) yes (laughs) i love it um yeah it is uh i saw a tweet about this movie recently actually it talked about how this poisoned the minds of like all the pre-tween and teenage uh theater girls when this movie came out because it was like that was just that was what we expected our dream man to be if we were attracted to men it was just that like a performer being, of that quality yes <laughs> him being up on that stage singing those songs and like the the dance moves he would just pull out it was like oh that's like the tenor in every <laughs> local musical theater group <laughs> as him <laughs> oh no uh, you went for the tenors huh yeah oh you can't go for the t- you uh, gotta yeah. watch the tenors i know but that jesse <laughs> from pitch perfect wow. it's like a dream tenor um, he's, he's, as an alto, I sit in judgment of the tenors. <laughs> he's a good character, though. I think, as far as like you know, like not not a, not a problematic love interest in this movie. I don't think. No, I agree. No. I do, though. Said you had mentioned before we'd started uh, that he is very typical. Like it's a straight man in a movie teaching a girl about like what is good movie and what's good music mm, and stuff, which is very much like like not in a bad way. But just that energy where I used to think that was so like, oh, how cute when I was little. Mm -hmm. And now I try to imagine like if I was ever put in that position where some man opened up his little portable DVD player and just played the ending of The Breakfast Club to try to teach me about how great The Breakfast Club was. I would lose my mind. It it really is. It's like the aftershocks of high fidelity that we were still feeling that far into the future. (laughs) But she says she doesn't watch whole movies. So he just shows her the end. It's true. And he also engaged with her interests. He listened to her mixes and was very impressed with that. So I think it was an exchange of interests. That's true. I don't know that why I'm going good... to bat for Jesse here. I don't have it. No. <laughs> no. I he mean, has it... a good love interest because, like, she tries to, like, push him away and say, you're not my boyfriend or whatever, even though he keeps trying to be there for her and help her. And he doesn't ever, like, try to pursue that even further when she says, like, stop. Yeah. He's just like, well, Okay. I'm, you know, I'm your friend. I'll be there for you and help you. But well, because they just do, they have a natural chemistry between them that like he's not pushing. Yeah. It's just they want to hang out with each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's fine. And I I do think there is, there is merit to exchanging when you meet somebody you like, you want to show them things you like. That's a natural human impulse. That's not a gender thing. Yeah. Um, It's just so often in films, it only goes one way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we ha- we haven't talked about the cup yet. I know we need to talk about the cup. We need to talk about some of the songs. Uh, but before we talk about the cup, let's check the group message. Um, so I want to tell y'all about what I'm smelling like these days. Okay, it's very important <laughs> to me because we're nearing that holiday season, that special time of year where everything smells good. You know, you got 
maybe some fresh cookies, maybe a pine tree, um, the smell of snow in the winter, all those fun smells. It's all, all happening at the same time. Uh, and speaking of cookies and maybe some mistletoe above that pine tree, those are two of Native's new awesome holiday inspired scented products. Native cares about the products you put on your body and they're all about stopping the stink the right way. That's the native difference. I love that stopping the stink, um, but in a jolly, festive, smell good way. Their mission is to overhaul your entire hygiene routine by creating products that are made with simple ingredients like shea butter and coconut oil so you can smell great all day long. And, you know, if you're thinking about what to give someone this holiday season, if you're gifting someone, maybe you want to give them something that helps them uh, perform better self-care you know take some time for themselves make themselves feel better about themselves and giving self-care and love to someone you care about is easy with native because you can build yourself or loved ones personalized product bundles by mixing and matching three of your favorite holiday scented products into a set and i have to say the sugar cookie scented uh products smell delicious they smell like this new starbucks drink um and it puts you right in the holiday mood because you smell sweet smell like vanilla and cookies and magic and sugar um and then maybe you can just also have some cookies while you're like putting on your native products so it's all it's all an immersive experience i talked about wanting one cohesive smell this is my one cohesive smell now it's just (laughs) cookies cookies. yeah so tay if our listeners also want to have a cohesive cookie smell what should they do well can stay merry happy and fresh this holiday season and you will love native's limited time seasonal products as much as we do if you go to nativedeodorant.com and use code buffering to get 20 percent off your first purchase at checkout that's nativedeodorant.com code buffering for 20 percent off once again that's nativedeodorant.com use code buffering you know in the last year and a half or so we've all had to uh give things up make some sacrifices but one sacrifice you shouldn't make is your comfort at home. Um, you got to feel good in your clothes. And we've learned that because we've all spent a lot more time at home. And as we venture back out into the world, as offices are reopening and people are out there working again, you want to keep that comfort going. You don't want to sacrifice the feel of your loungewear for traditionally itchy, uncomfortable workwear. And so that's why you should check out Beta Brand because Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they're professional dress pants. So you feel like you're wearing your comfy, uh, you know, yoga pants, lounge pants, things you'd wear around the house, um, but they're professional pants. So they're made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric. They look great. They last all day. They work whether you're um, in the office, working from home, going out, you know, after work to do something. You got errands to run. You got kids to pick up. Whatever you're doing, Um, these pants will get you through the day and uh, there's tons of different styles to choose from now so you can get uh, straight legs skinny joggers oh i love joggers the kids love joggers we do and i have to say now i also love joggers i get it they're like sweatpants but you can wear them anywhere joggers and beta brand makes the best of all these and plus they've got all these different colors and patterns um I've always gone for the classic black because they go with anything I want to wear up top. But they've got houndstooth, they've got stripes, whatever. Whatever you're looking for, freshen up your wardrobe with something that you're going to feel great in as well as look great in. Yeah. Um, with Beta Brand Dress Paint Yoga Pants. So, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out these pants, what should they do? 
Well, right now, our listeners can get 30% off their Beta Brand orders when you go to betabrand.com slash buffering. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash buffering for 30% off your order for a limited time. And when you use our special URL, you're supporting our show too. Find out why people are ditching typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants at betabrand.com slash buffering for 30% off. Guys, the cup. <laughs> we got to talk about it. Um, the, the cup that, I mean, really, like, it shook the world. It shook the world. <laughs> Culture reset that cup. Uh-huh. When I tell you I watched that clip from that, okay, let me back up. When Anna Kendrick is auditioning for the acapella group, everyone else has prepared Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone as their audition. Um, she doesn't know this. She shows up and they're like, okay, just sing whatever. So she grabs the cup with their pins in it off the table and sings, I don't even know. I only know it as the cup song. Yes, that's is all that I know what it it's as. Called? Is it? I don't. I did it predate the, the movie? I don't know if this song existed before the movie. Is it called the cup song and then in parentheses when I'm gone? I think you're right. I think you're right. That feels right. Um, this feels like something someone will definitely like be tweeting at me as I'm speaking. Like, yes, this existed. This was a thing in this. I I have no idea. This is literally like the beginning of my knowledge of this. Um, but I learned that that cup that cup routine. Yes, you did. And to this day, I still know it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that I taught to every single one of my nerdy theater friends, so we could just do it together and then sit in a little circle. Because then when you like slide it across the ground at the end we would just slide it to the next person and then it was like a chain we had going we were all doing it together and we were all singing together and harmonizing and passing the cups around you you performed it i did with justin i did perform it with justin Mm -hmm. he played guitar Mm -hmm. and i did a cup (laughs) you played played the cup i played the cup um it was to the point where i went to like a pottery camp the summer this movie came out and we were at lunch and we all were doing the cup song at the table at lunch because I had taught it to everyone and the instructor got so angry that we wouldn't stop doing the cup song. He was like, you can't, you can't have cups anymore. That's it. You can't have cups. You can't, <laughs> I'm taking your cup. I'm taking your cups. The end of cups. <laughs> it's the end of cups. I have, I have videos of Charlie, baby Charlie, mm-hmm. trying to play with the cup and like she's little yeah. and she just keeps throwing the cup down the stairs or something, but it's yeah. adorable. But she's trying, she saw you doing it and mm-hmm. was sitting there throwing a cup around trying to. It's so good. <laughs> Um, I will say though, actually, I'm having a memory now. I do think that at least the cup perform choreography, the cup choreography. Yeah, I think it did exist before the movie because I'm remembering a YouTube video that was two sisters that were young Mm -hmm. that like Ron Ellen or something that went viral for doing this with a butter container instead of a cup. (laughs) Um, We uh, we did a parody of the cup song on Sawbones. Did you? Mm -hmm. About Plenty the Elder. Oh, I did. I recited one of Shakespeare's sonnets to the tune of the cup song in my <laughs> honors English class in eighth grade. Oh wow! I don't I don't know when the last time anybody's done any time capsules. Well, we did one in Huntington recently, but um, I sure hope that cup's in there. <laughs> that cup. <laughs> it's reverberated throughout history. So it was a cultural reset, truly. Um, and also, I think that if you were someone who was around, because I was like 12 when this movie came out. I think mm-hmm. if you are someone that was around your preteen to young teen years when this movie came out, that is something that you will always know. It just know the by heart. Song. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say the music as a whole in this movie 
it what it felt very dated i was listening to everything and i was like oh this i'm in 2012 this mm-hmm. feels right um the pop music they're picking is like the really popular stuff that's like new and hip like oh you know david Guetta, like titanium <laughs> like oh, okay i am in 2012 um but the arrangements and stuff i mean it's really it's good i yeah. listen to it sometimes just for fun oh yeah um, yeah no there's it's, it's all very it's all very good yeah um especially the the two finales at the very end mm-hmm. one price tag and don't you forget about me great yeah no i mean the music is all even when like they're dressed like flight attendants and yeah. they're supposed to be sort of like uptight and boring and too traditional yeah it's still really good um the riff off though still is my favorite part of any movie <laughs> and i'm ashamed of how many times i with friends tried to recreate it and we all were like oh we don't have the musical knowledge for this actually we can't do this oh wow <laughs> i was i was like this is not a thing that people could actually do is it but i, I don't i mean i guess i mean i, I you know, I know. I mean, after I, seeing, maybe some people after seeing the way some of those like really professional high-end acapella college groups interacted with each other I wouldn't be surprised if this is something they did. Maybe I don't. It, it, it's interesting because when you compare it to like my my group was the like the musical theater group, which seems like you'd it'd be the same, but it's not. It's not because when you hang out with the musical theater kids, we didn't have like sing offs. <laughs> it was like we cast shows and then performed them yes. together. <laughs> like there was never a moment where it was like I'm going to try to out riff you now it was like okay you be janet <laughs> you be magenta <laughs> but it also was like i'm going to out maureen you <laughs> yes well <laughs> maybe yeah but that but then the musical theater world those discussions are all like sort of petty and passive aggressive like i don't know i just think you know i that like i have the range for that and you just sound so good when you stick to that more narrow like Mm -hmm. you know like range like that one octave that you do so well but like i've got like six and like i'm having flashbacks (laughs) this this, this is hurting me physically (laughs) but that's really what it was like yeah um the the riff off is when they all have a little competition to get a category and you have to match the last word that someone's saying in the song that they're singing with a new song that fits the category. Um, and this is where I learned no diggity <laughs> and thought I was so cool for knowing that rap. You know that rap? I do. The one that Anna Kendrick, because uh-huh. of course, because Anna Kendrick is edgy, right? Because her character is different. Right. And so um, she raps. She raps. And her whole group at first was like, what is she singing? This is so weird. But then the whole emptied out pool joins her well, in her rendition of No Diggity. Even though nobody had ever heard rap music before. Yeah. <laughs> she's, the, she's the first one in that pool full yeah, of people God. to hear a rap song. Little Ben Platt sitting up on the edge of the pool, popping along. Poor Ben Platt. I love his character so much. Um, the- I know he is the controversial Evan Hansen now. Oh, oh, that was the, the, the magician boy? Yes. Oh, I thought that's who that was. Yes. Oh, this no. is like one of his first big things, I think, um, in terms of like movies and stuff. But uh, yeah, he sets up his whole half of his dorm as Darth or as a Star Wars, mm-hmm. like covered head to, head to toe and uh, lightsabers and action figures and stuff. And then he reassures Jesse, I'm not a total nerd. I'm also very into close up magic. <laughs> 
It's very good. I like I like seeing characters like that in movies sometimes, and um, I know my husband so well. Like, <laughs> he'd get along so well. He's not exactly that guy, but like him and that guy would get would be He's best. Pretty friends. close. He'd, I mean, he'd be like close up magic. Yeah, I gotta see it. <laughs> Fascinating. I'm in. <laughs> Show me some. <laughs> I will sit in wonderment. <laughs> my that's, one. That's Justin's whole vibe. <laughs> My one question that is a plot hole for me is when they all audition for the acapella groups, they're auditioning for all of them, kind of, because all four of them are sitting there watching these auditions um, and they pick which ones they want, I guess. Benji does not get in. Ben Platt does not get into the Treblemakers, Mm -hmm. which is like the they call them the bad boys of acapella. Yeah. The main the main boy group that Mm -hmm. won like the Nationals the year before. Um, But there's the other group, not the one that they say is just like high all the time. But the mm-hmm. other one that is men and women, like what they are also very good. And like the joke they make about them as well, like they sing a lot of Madonna or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were trying to insinuate that like all the guys in the group are gay. Like it seemed like that's the kind of joke they're trying to make. Uh, it felt very 2012 that way. Yeah. yeah, but you weren't allowed to say people were gay in 2012. <laughs> right. So like that was the way they were insinuating it. But like why, why would they? Everyone watching Ben Platt audition was like, wow, his voice was amazing. He hit that last note. And since you've been gone, it was great. Everyone was like, wow, how, why would they not invite yeah, him? But he was such a nerd, though. You know, that's <laughs> way too nerdy for an acapella group. That's, that's the what thing. Sydney said. She said he was too nerdy for acapella. Nope. nope. <laughs> Gotta That's the thing you can be, I guess. Yeah. Um I mean look at a uh, bumper, the front man for the travel makers. So cool. <laughs> so cool. I do I do like the idea that they have a whole group and they just say friends of Madonna or fans of Madonna yeah. as yeah. a euphemism. Friends of Madonna. <laughs> friends well, of Madonna. I was thinking friends of Dorothy. Uh, <laughs> friends of Dorothy morphed into fans of Madonna. Yeah. Now they, I do think that because there is one of the the girls on the the what's it, the main squad the Bellas the Bellas <laughs> that that is a apparently gay a lesbian something yeah and they, I do like how they just kind of make it like not a big deal I mean mm-hmm. everybody's yeah. assuming and think that she's hiding it but it's like no that that's that was my girlfriend like it's not a big deal so yeah. you know not completely er, early two thousands homophobia here yeah. It does feel like it is very much in that weird in-between area where mm-hmm. they recognized enough to not make as many like blatantly offensive, like homophobic or whatever jokes, but not quite up to today's standards where there are still some moments where it's like, oh, hmm, okay, I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> like, I, I felt that way. We talked about this earlier with like Fat Amy's character, mm-hmm. where it's like the conversation they have at the beginning where she calls herself Fat Amy and says, so skinny well b words like mm-hmm. you don't do it behind my back is what she says um and i like that just because it's like yeah i don't really care like you know i it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. like it, it's fine i just you know i would rather own it and not let you all make fun of me behind my back for it because you think it's like something to make fun of or whatever mm-hmm. but then they continue to like make jokes about it and that becomes like part of her personality yeah um and that just feels very like okay we get it like it you could have done it. I one agree. Time. I agree. Like they, they could almost have like a sort of a body positivity kind of moment yeah. there, where it's like, I'm not going to let you weaponize that against yeah. me. This is who I am, and you need to get comfortable with yourself the way I'm comfortable with myself. Yeah. And it could just be that, but you're right. Then the, then they have to play that for laughs at times, and that's 
Because, I mean, they make that character a funny character on its own Mm -hmm. without that whole, like, those kind of jokes. Mm -hmm. Like, her just being, like, comfortable in herself and, like, when she gets the solo at the semifinals or whatever it is or regionals where she's doing turn the beat around and is just fully getting into it, like, ripping her shirt open at the end. Like, that's great. And talking about wrestling crocodiles and dingoes and she's on, like, vacation with all of her boyfriends and wherever, you know, when they get the call, they can come perform again. Like, all of that is great, but then they just, I don't know. It's a great character on, on its own. Um, mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, I do think that that does not really become a part of her character in later movies. I, I also, I swear to you, I think she's ad-libbing sometimes. Oh, yeah. I think I think some of those lines, like, that just sort of come out of nowhere, those non-sequiturs. I was, I was watching and thinking, like, uh, she just said this, and everybody was like, that was hilarious. Let's yeah. put that in the movie. There, there was a little a little blip at the end after the credits where they had some bloopers, and it was her ad-libbing. So I could believe that there was a lot that they kept in. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's great. Her character is very funny. Very good. Um, and also just a great addition to the, the acapella group. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we learn from this movie? What do you think we should take away? What <laughs> lesson did you learn and internalize as a young teen? Oh, gosh. I just wanted to be in an acapella group. <laughs> I really was just like, wherever I go, I don't, know where, I don't know where I'm going for college. It's so far away, but I just want to be in an acapella group like this, and I want to fall in love with an acapella boy. I am not in an acapella group and did not fall in love with I an acapella boy. I don't think they, I, I see, I never would want to be in an acapella group because if you're in an acapella group and you're not singing the solo, there's a decent chance that <laughs> yeah. you're just sort of going like, do, 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 da, 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 I don't want to do that. Like, I'd want to sing a song. I, I don't want to make mouth noises. Oh, I had the same thought. Because, like, I don't think. Excuse me. I, don't I, think... I only sing words, not sounds. <laughs> I don't think I'm musically talented enough, honestly, to be able to just do that. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about, I don't think I fully appreciated this watching it when I was younger. I know, obviously, like, they plan these things out in a movie and, like, you know, they make arrangements beforehand and rehearse them and stuff. It's not, it's <laughs> yeah, not <there's> spontaneous. <laughs> like, they're, oh, I'm saying, like, the singing, like, it's not spontaneous, like, in the riff off. It's not right. actually, you know. But I know there are groups that are able to just, like, harmonize instantly or, like, know yes. the parts and, like, make the noises that fit and, like, make it all sound cohesive, like, without you know all of that like they could probably do something similar i i could not do that i think i think they can do the harmonizing i don't know maybe but like, i don't know that you can break because like and i'm assuming and i've never been in an acapella group not neither. but i'm assuming when you do that you have to take the different structure like the different pieces of a song mm-hmm. musically and assign them to different parts <laughs> of the right like you sound like this line and you're the bass and you're percussion and you're the melody and then you sing right i don't know why i just assumed that it was always just like you do drum noises you do guitar (laughs) noises you know the way the song goes so like match the the melody it's not just like a guitar noise you're not just like you could (laughs) no i I mean maybe they have that figured out ahead of time though like you know yeah you you're the one that makes the I don't know, whatever. You, you keep do the, the do do You do halftime, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do the do's. <laughs> There's do always do's. Yeah. There's got, <laughs> there definitely are some who are assigned the role of the do, do, do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
I'm not joining an acapella group anytime soon. No. <laughs> I really just don't. I, I've had the same thought many times where I thought, I think I could do it if I was just doing the solos and I was just singing. Mm-hmm. But anything beyond that, I just don't think, I don't think I could do it. Nobody gets to do just that. That's not how it works. I know. Well, and I think we've we've uh, we should make that clear. I feel like we're we're sort of made fun of acapella, and we're I'm not trying to. I think it looks incredibly hard. Oh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I literally yeah. I don't think I like none of us am, are qualified. <laughs> no, no I am not capable. And it's very pleasant when done well. Yeah. Like I enjoy it. Like Pentatonics, I'm impressed by it. And they group amazing. Rockapella, rockapella. Hmm? They're gonna keep saying that word, and we're gonna keep not knowing what that means. You don't know who Rockapella is? Oh, wait. Mm. Oh, Carmen Sandiego. From Carmen Sandiego. That's right. Oh, okay. Remember? Yeah, yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I love a good acapella group. That was uh, a deep cut, Sid, but okay. <laughs> that was a full moment of silence where Taylor and I both just... <laughs> love Rockapella. Um, but uh, <laughs> I... And when I say, like, it's nerdy, I was in show choir, so, like, what am I? I was a theater kid, but yeah. it's still am I, so, I mean... What right do I have to say anything snarty? Yeah. Um, but I these I don't know what it is about these movies. It felt like it was made for theater kids in 2012 without mm-hmm. being about theater kids in 2012. Um, and I I think I will always just have every line of this movie. It just it burned in my memory. It's it's like Glee without yeah. all the icky parts. Yeah. that make you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some icky parts in this. Also, the there's some icky parts. There's some, some gross stuff. I don't like the vomit. Yeah, yeah. there is a whole vomit yep. plot point that just is, you know. I don't. I feel like it's a thing, especially when you have like a an, like a women led comedy film. For some reason, they feel like, well, it's a bunch of ladies. We got to throw in some super disgusting humor to make sure it's yes. funny. It's like you know, women can be funny without puking on each other. It yeah. It's, it's like, like that scene bridesmaids. Yeah. 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 Ugh. With the diarrhea, yeah, no, yeah I they, know exactly. What you yeah, mean. no, I've always complained about that too. That they feel like, well, we need to, we need to dude these women up a little bit so that they can be funnier. Because yeah. only dudes are funny, and so we'll make them do something gross, and that feels very dudeish. And it's all just like, okay, mm-hmm. can we get away from all of these stereotypes? Yeah. But uh, thank you all for watching this with me. It brought back many unearthed memories um, that I had deeply repressed (laughs) well thank you i i enjoyed it you know i think it's fun to watch and i really think like all movies of that time period are going to have little problems here and there but overall it's still it still holds up you know i I enjoy it i mean it's yeah it's a good kind of thing to just turn on the music is good the the actors are very fun yeah anna kendrick is very talented i also really love britney snow that's her name right the yeah yeah yes Mm. um but yeah, I agree. I like just having it on. It just feels like one of those things like this is mindless. I can leave this on. It's sure. pleasant. Um, but thank you all. Uh, What's next? My Sydney? turn next. Um, to Well, this is also musical. Not a musical, but musical in nature. Um, <laughs> we've never talked about New Kids on the Block. Oh boy. <laughs> we have not. No. Um, so it's time to... Um, we'll, go, we'll take it step by step. And we'll hang tough. <laughs> Are these <laughs> yes songs? You're gonna, yeah. Okay. You will understand these references in a week. Oh man. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till you listen to Hank and Tough. Anyway, okay. I'm really glad the week leading up to a whole Taylor Swift album being dropped, I will be listening to New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I feel like that's right. It's somehow. like a palate cleanser. 
I think they yell, we're rough at some point. Gosh, you're going to love this. Okay. I'm so excited. Anyway, thank you to everyone. Um, you should check out Pitch Perfect. It's very enjoyable if you haven't for it's some reason. HBO seen it. Max. There you go. Thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org. Uh, there are lots of great shows you'd enjoy there. You can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the, to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am, am too. too. I'm going to go draw. <laughs> that was acapella. There we go. You didn't sing. <laughs> After, after the two of you declared that you were the singers, so <laughs> we did the mouth noises. We did the mouth noises. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Dave Hill from Before, here to tell you about my brand new show on Maximum Fun, the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, which combines my old Maximum Fun show, Dave Hill's podcasting incident, with my old radio show, the damn dave hill show into one new futuristic program from the future if you like delightful conversation with incredible guests technical difficulties and actual phone calls from real life listeners you've just hit a street called easy i'm also joined by my incredible co-host the boy criminal chris gersbeck say hi chris hey dave it's really great that's to- enough chris and new jersey chicken rancher des say hi des hey dave the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Brand new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun. Plus, the show's not even an hour. It's 90 minutes. Take that, stupid rules. We nailed it. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.